1102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And Soundgarden with Max and Nagel on Rock 102. If you're listening to the podcast later on today, you should know that it's brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. It's going to be cloudy today with showers. High of 70. You probably already know the Oktoberfest of the Ford has been postponed to a later date. I'll give you more information about that. Uh, tonight, showers early. Steadier overnight, low of 61. Saturday, a total washout. More rain, heavy at times, high of 68. Sunday looks pretty good, but right now, it's about 59 degrees in downtown Springfield. Open line Friday today. Absolutely guaranteed. But we also got a pretty cool surprise. Steve Heitner, who played Kenny Banya on Seinfeld, is going to be at Roar Comedy Club at MGM tonight and tomorrow night. We not only have tickets to that show, we'll be talking to him after 7 o'clock this morning. Plus the keyword to cash and some other crazy crap, too. Right there, that's the show. It's Max and Nagel on Rock 102. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. You could be one word away from 1,000. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be rainy today with a high of 69. Tomorrow, uh, rainy with a high of 67. It is 61 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, David Beckham didn't tolerate any bullshiznit when he came, when it came to the uh, new Netflix documentary Beckham. Not even from his wife. There's a clip uh, viral uh, going around where uh, Victoria is talking to the camera and saying how she and David grew up, quote, very working class. Then David pokes his head into the room and tells her to, quote, be honest. <laughs> when she claims she is being honest, he makes her admit that her dad used to drive her to school in a Rolls Royce. Beckham is currently streaming on Netflix. Wow, it, he it, called it, out his wife it, on TV. Well, I mean, uh, you you got to have a job to afford a Rolls Royce, right? Yeah. All right. Well, that's working class. I guess. That but it's could... on the very top Tippity top of the working class. Well, that's like uh, you know the whole Kid Rock thing, where he he acts like he's from like the redneck bayou of Louisiana or wherever the hell he's from. Right. But he's really just this like you know middle class kid from Michigan, you know that didn't really in an affluent suburb, by the way, that didn't really suffer no. or, or struggle as he as he so you know he puts it that way. I, I hope know. you're not. Uh, Insinuating that somehow Kid Rock is some kind of poser. I mean, Victoria Beckham. I can, she's, I can see her being a poser. Well, she's a poser. Sure. Yeah. Yeah he, yeah. he is kind of a poser. One, he's no longer a kid. Two, what? you listen yeah. to that music. Nothing rocking about that stuff at all. What are you talking about? Don't criticize the music. I, I appreciate the music. I grew up on that music, and I, well, you know, enjoyed. Oh, no, no. I enjoyed the show that I went to and I'm, saw I'm, him. I'm criticizing the man. I uh, I just, you know, with that whole Bud Light thing, he went on that whole rant and, you know, did all that. And then he's seen drinking a Bud Light like a month ago at a football game. So, you know, that that's kind of a poser. Well, it's because it's uh, affordable and refreshing. No, but I mean, it, listen, I, I, I support you. If you, like, if you're so hell-bent on something, I totally support that. But you got to do it to the end. You can't just give up. 
You know, it's like it's like uh, it's like being on a diet. You know. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm not gonna eat sugar. No more sugar. This is like Kid Rock with Bud Light. Yeah. No more Bud Light. But then, uh, you know, after like a month or two, you're like, yeah, I've lost enough weight. I'm gonna go back to. You don't like waffling, do you? I don't like waffling. You don't like waffling or wafflers? No, just stay with it. Stay with your stay cause. in your lines. Yes, stay I will there. have more respect for you if you stay it till the end. I'll right, keep that in mind, right, just, in, d- just in case I'm ever, you know, in your sights. I'm done off my little soapbox now. About time. Ellen Burstyn. Didn't I just say to you yesterday we don't do enough stories about Ellen Burstyn? You're absolutely right. She was uh, not interested when she was first approached to take part in the new Exorcist trilogy, according to director. Uh, David Gordon Green, her first reaction was, quote, hell no, but she warmed up. He says, we ended up talking about my intentions and the story I'm trying to tell, how I want to go about it, and how I can make this meaningful meaningful to me personally. We had a tremendous collaboration, and I'm very proud to have worked with her. The Exorcist Believer hits theaters today, but given the reviews it's been getting, maybe Ellen shouldn't have budged him from hell no. <laughs> Hard to believe that every single uh, sequel from the Exorcist has kind of been awful. Well, because when you have a, a great film mm-hmm. that comes out, you want to try to you know copy that so you can make as just much as much money as you did the first time yeah. around, and then usually it doesn't work out for you. Has there ever been like what do you think like a movie uh, that the sequel was better than the first one? The well, I mean, there's a, there's a couple in the uh, Police Academy. Uh, franchise oh, but like i would say make, i would say like godfather 2 held its own police academy 4 citizens on patrol was a great it's great movie. film great film an artistic ma- uh, magnificence right there oh steve gutenberg is just breathtaking oh he never he one great performance after another there's a james bond themed reality show hitting prime on november 10th called 007 road to a million it follows nine everyday people on a global adventure where they compete in Bond-inspired challenges for a chance to win a million pounds, which is like 1.2 million American dollars. Brian Cox from Succession stars as the controller who dictates where the contestants go and what they do. Is he like the Q? <coughs> he must be. Interesting. I, see, that's, you know, Brian Cox being a game show host, like a reality show host, whatever you want to call it, just doesn't kind of fit, like... He belongs in those serious roles because that's the kind of actor he is. He might not be. You know, he's probably like a yeah. fun, happy-go-lucky guy. But He, plays he should be fun. doing that or the McDonald's commercials, and that's it. Yeah. Ed Sheeran is ready to die. He already uh, has his uh, grave prepared in his backyard. Ooh. People have called it a crypt, but he said it's more of a chapel. Uh, quote, it's a hole that's dug in the ground with a bit of stone over it. So whenever... A- the day comes and I pass away, I get to go in there. That's my worst Ed Sheeran impression oh, ever. Oh, that's who that was. Yeah. He adds, uh, quote, People think he's weird, weird, and really morbid, but I've had friends who die without wheels and no one knows what to do. Is that Ed Sheeran, too? It's like an Ed Sheeran and a little bit of Mick Jagger. Oh, yeah, 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 right. Uh, Ed built it because he wanted a place uh, to mourn friends who've passed away. He also hosts friends' weddings there, and when it was being built, he thought it was so beautiful that he decided he wanted to be buried there. You know, that's like one of those things. Like, you can't resell that home. With a dead body in the background yard. Unless you're an Ed Sheeran fan. Well, Ed Sheeran's what? 35, maybe? Yeah, probably. Probably got a long life ahead of him. 
You know, I mean, at, at the time that he's ready to die, will Ed Sheeran still have the same cachet as he does today? He may or may not. I don't know. Uh, Taylor Swift's concert film, The Eras Tour, has made over $100 million worldwide in advanced ticket sales. Hasn't Jesus. even opened yet. It opens next Friday because, yeah, as Swifties know, 13 is Taylor's lucky number. It's playing in 8,500 theaters in 100 countries. It's expected to be one of the biggest debuts of the year. It's already set a single-day ticket sales uh, record for AMC theaters in the U.S. with $26 million. That's more people yeah. than the number of people to be watching the uh, Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. Yes. Yeah. Significantly Probably. more. Probably. In related news, a pair of tickets to any Taylor Swift show uh, around the world sold for $15,000 at Selena Gomez's charity auction. So there you go. Kim Kardashian made a surprise video for a gunshot victim who credited uh, Kim's skimswear with helping save her life. Really? Yeah. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I made a surprise video was when Ray J buried the hymen hanner in the pastrami drapes in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. So much for ever eating that sandwich again. Uh, <laughs> you can't get that at Jersey Mike's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Caitlin? Well, I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but she once gave me the ten-knuckle shuffle. <laughs> she was twisting my meat like a disgruntled iron worker. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is she was slapping my junk like Will Smith in an award show. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And after I am gay, she <laughs> looked like she got blasted by a T-shirt cannon full of donut glaze. <laughs> Speaking of pigs, you know how I like to drop a little pig Latin in there, didn't you? Yeah, I yeah, saw that one, yeah. Mm, we could do that all day long. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash. I'm Rock 102. Ah! Attention. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor power headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As some of you know, I happen to be a master of inactivity. There are very few people that can compete with or match my ability to get absolutely nothing accomplished during regular business hours and beyond. So knowing this, if my employer were allowed to place me on a phony injured reserve list, one which takes the burden of working and doing stuff without the costly expense of docking my pay, I would leap at that opportunity. I might even write out a bunch of thank you notes, you know, when I get around to it. But when it comes to working for a Major League Baseball franchise, you can only get away with those sort of shifty business practices for so long. Yesterday, the New York Mets general manager, Billy Epler, submitted a surprise resignation from the team after only two years on the job. According to reports, F. Epler left his position in the middle of an investigation for his use of a phantom injured list, which allowed struggling but largely uninjured players to sit out on the injured list while younger, more productive players took their place. The benefit is that this is supposedly that the supposedly injured player gets his salary, continues to accumulate service time, and remains on the 40-man roster. It's totally illegal, but yes, every single team in baseball does it despite the total disregard of something known as ethics. And so, when Major League Baseball decided to crack down and investigate, Epler decided to step down rather than face the inevitably harsh consequences that were sure to follow, especially since the Mets placed 25 different players on the injured reserve list this year. Again, if you're one of those people who struggles with potentially unethical business practices, then you probably see this as some sort of an outrage. But to me, 
I follow a team that used to put video cameras in the outfield and bang on trash cans to get an advantage over other teams. I'm more than willing to look the other way. The trouble is, this situation is that the league is looking to come down on the Mets, then they're going to come down on everybody because everyone's doing it. And that would leave some teams clamoring to find more efficient ways of cheating the system. And frankly, that's a lot of extra work that nobody wants to do. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You're on your way to some big orange box store for Benjamin Moore paint. Well, I hate to break it to you, fella. You're going to have to turn around and go to Rocky's because America's Best Paint is only sold to independent retailers with dedicated paint experts. Benjamin Moore paint. Get it at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 614. And a white snake with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is going to be rainy today with a high of 69. I had to get a little. I haven't done that in a while. Yeah, so. no, I hate. You got to uh, get it out of you. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 67. It is 61 right now in downtown Springfield. Comedian uh, Steve Heitner is going to be at Roar Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow night. Uh, that's the guy that played Kenny Banya on Seinfeld. Yeah. We'll have uh, tickets to that show. Also, the keyword to cash and open line Friday. After 8 o'clock. All right. I, we got, I got this voicemail yesterday, and I'm going to try to figure out how to get it without uh, – because, you know, we don't have a producer here, so I can't just rip this and put it in, uh, you know, professional audio systems and then play yeah. it back at your leisure. I'm going to log into my voicemail right now. Okay. Well, that's... Little, you had a little dialing music over there, Ben? Uh, so, yeah, give me, a, give me just a second here. Okay. I'm sure I can come up with yeah, something. Yeah, I'm sure you got uh, some kind of bed there, even the NFL thing uh, or whatever. Yeah, I'll do that. That's, uh, that's uh, pretty fair. There we go. Yeah, there you go. All right. So uh, how was your how was your night last night? Oh, I had a great night last night, Steve. Went out to went out to dinner uh, with a little business uh, dinner. Yeah. Very delicious. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, okay. Well, you tell me when you're ready, and I'll uh, I'll be ready. Yeah. So dinner last night. Oh, by the way, uh, I did mention the keyword to cash uh, next week on the show. Uh, Ken Burns documentarian. Uh, that's going to be a good one. <laughs> it's going to be uh, damn good. How's it coming, Steve? Almost there. All right. Very good. Um, let's see. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Ken Burns next week. Uh, okay, here we go. Okay, okay, here we go. Here we go. Four, three, right. seven. Okay, okay. Tell me when it's right. We, we just want to make sure the number was. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's Mike from Windsor. Yeah, I've been trying to call an open line, and uh, I just can't get through it. Maybe the problem I'm calling from Connecticut. And uh, I actually had something to say. I'm like, the only time I really listen to your show is open line. It's. Since John O'Brien was fired, it's not much. But I recall when O'Brien was at the helm, he had a people, a couple guys called in every Friday that really crushed it. He had Mark from West Springfield. He'd call in. I don't know if these guys had a special number to call because uh, I'd call. I tried seven, eight weeks to get in there. The first time was 22 attempts, you know, calling on the first time. You know, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it rings, then it goes to a, a dead tone, like a dial tone. But anyway, hey, one thing, if you could respond tomorrow, hopefully you hear this for the show, if Mark was involved in January 6th, the other guy was the sing-songy, I got some jokes for you, that guy. I love that. <laughs> what, what do you have? That These guys crushed it every Friday. Yeah. You know, that guy had a good joke. Let me see. They left the COVID restrictions. I went to the zoo. I saw a loaf of rye in a cage. It was bred in captivity. You know, it's just... uh you know, that's the thing. It's just, you know, well, I got a joke for you. He had a promo back in uh, February 2022. Yeah. Well, how many morons does it take to do a morning show? 
well, I don't know, you two back then with Dave and you two now with Marty, you just don't have enough, you know? <laughs> and that's a segue I was going to do into uh, am I the a-hole? Because I'm sure many listeners are thinking, boy, what in, you know, thinking just that, and that's fine. But the a-hole that blows me away is the person that fired John O'Brien over a year ago, <laughs> mm-hmm. actually yeah. a year and a half mm-hmm. ago in January of 2022. That was a huge mistake. I mean, John was the show, you know? And, uh... I don't know. You got the uh, your open line now. Let me see. I got this queued up because I used to tape. <laughs> Listen, he, he tapes the show. Oh my god! All right. Yeah, he's playing this for us. Rock one two. Good morning. Is this? <laughs> uh, the translator isn't here this morning, sir. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure. I'm sure everybody in East Hampton yeah. knows what you're talking about. Right. Rock one two. Good morning. Is this? Again. Oh. <laughs> and my favorite. This is Rob. What's up, man? Hey, the best part of this week is I didn't have to hear a view from the couch three times a day. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, if you're still there, if you're still recording. You're still there. Yeah, that sums it up. You know, <laughs> the thing about you guys, I mean, that guy, I heard that, didn't have to hear backs. You from the couch, it's like, uh, you know, that's all he does. He's delusional if he thinks he's contributing to the show. And you got <laughs> everything on your shoulders. It should be called the Nagel Back Show. And you get more money. Yeah, he complimented you. Yeah, good. Work. Wait. He's doing his couch potato bit. And the main person's entertaining. Steve is himself. <laughs> you know, it's just a joke. He compliments you know? me yet insults yeah. me in the same way. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Here. It's just, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're uh, that guy with a buck, buck, whatever. You got the thing about, I think the only person that's uh, worse than Mike Jones is Vince, the <laughs> D-U-U-U-U-U-H-H-H plumber. You, you, you know, last time I heard of two week, a week or so ago, and I remember he came on, you said, hang up, you know, the same spiel, you know, I mean, you know, shout out the Plimptons and all this crap. You guys are an idiot, you know, enough. Don't, don't entertain this guy. But he's probably appropriate mascot for your show because really your show since O'Brien was fired is in the freaking toilet. Why don't you play this on your open line? No. Replay. Press one. Yeah, we won't play yeah, it on no. open line. We'll just play it directly on the air. Yeah, because uh, I think it deserves its own its own focus. It's its own encapsulated bit right yeah. here. He uh, he created his own his own uh, entertainment for the morning show. Here. Listen, if if the show uh, doesn't suit your needs. Why are you listening to it? Why are you paying so much attention to it? Why are you recording segments of it? I that's the another thing. How if you're so upset about it, why are you even listening to it? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. if, you, if it doesn't if you don't, listen, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Neither are you. So, well, apparently all I do is a view from the couch and that's uh, that's almost unlistenable. And I carry the whole show on my shoulders uh, even though I'm only here to entertain myself. Well, yeah, well, you say well, you can forget all about the audience that exists and grows but, but every he, day. But then he tells me I need a pay raise. That was probably the only thing I really agreed with him with. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, if if you don't like it, don't listen to yeah. it. Right? Well, I don't understand. And uh should I reveal the man behind the curtain or not? Well, why not, Steve? It's not like anyone went, went to the live show didn't yeah. figure it out. I'm Mark from West Springfield. I'm Dad Joke David. I am Louis the Anti-Joke Guy. <laughs> Sorry to ruin it for you, pal. <laughs> the problem is I can't call in because there used to be three of us and I used to sit in the booth yeah. and call from behind. Yeah, in well, fact, 
In fact, you guys didn't even know for like the first month we were doing that that it was me calling from the other room. Well, I think I knew because I could see you. I don't think you knew because I called from that room first oh, the first yeah. time I did it, the very first time. And then finally uh, the other guy turned around and saw me and goes, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like this <laughs> – this is the guy that's been calling in for the last three weeks. I uh, I think I knew right away. Um, but nevertheless, uh, you bamboozled this guy into thinking that it was somebody different. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't know. And you know what? We're we're doing pretty well for ourselves. Yeah, things right are now. things are things actually are going okay. pretty good. Yeah. So. Uh, and you know what? When when Mike Jones and Vince the Plumber call later on today during yeah. Open Line Friday, yeah, I will welcome them with open arms. Oh, Maybe not so much Mike Jones, but yeah. Yeah, Vince certainly. Yeah, everybody gets a shout out. You get a shout out, and you get a shout out. <laughs> shout out to everybody. It's six twenty two with Bax and Nagel. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 628 and the great Eddie Money on Rock 102. Dan Brown is late to work, so I'm just going to give you the forecast here. It's going to be uh, <laughs> rainy with a high of 69. And tomorrow, uh, sunny with a high of 67. 61 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Steve Heitner, the guy that played Kenny Banya on Seinfeld, is going to be a roar tonight and tomorrow night at MGM Springfield. We'll have uh, tickets to that show, and he'll be on the phone this after 7 o'clock. Uh, there you go. There you I, have it. I don't even have a joke ready. You don't? I didn't, I, uh, you know what, that took up all our time. A guy just called here, was kind of entertaining his uh, his call. Well, he, he, was, he was upset that he found out that, you know, his dreams are crushed, that Mark from West Springfield <laughs> wasn't really real. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you know, no one would have known at all that it was a fictionalized character. There's a video out there that we can't even show. Of, of, Mark of the live West, show. Yeah. Of Mark from West Springfield doing a whole bit at Collins Tavern over in West Springfield. <laughs> it was very, very funny, right? And filthy. Filthy as hell. Uh, all right. You ready to uh, you ready to laugh here? Uh, yeah. All right. Let's see if we can do this. And, uh, I can find this stupid. There you go. <laughs> it's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. Uh, a man was playing golf. Yes. And forgot which hole he was at. And then he saw a woman ahead of him and asked me, excuse me, what hole are we at? And the woman replied, well, this is the seventh, and you're a hole behind. So that would be the sixth. The man thanks her and returns to the hole. Uh, smitten, he decides to go talk to her after a few holes. I'm sorry, but could you tell me what hole I'm at now? And the woman smiles. She's like, this is 13, and you're, uh, you're a hole behind. So 12. The man uh, thanks her and invites her to lunch. She accepts. At the table, getting to know each other, the man says, what do you do for work? And the woman blushes and goes, you have to promise not to laugh. And he goes, I won't. And she goes, I manage a tampon factory. The man immediately falls out of his chair laughing. And she goes, you promised. And the man gets up and goes, no, it's just that uh, I work in the toilet paper industry, so I'm a hole behind. Ah, you get it? Yeah, you get it? Yeah, yeah. Expensive as hell. Oh man! Too bad that tampon factory in Palmer went out of business. That would have been uh, that would have been a good geared material for over there. It sure would have. Yeah. Max and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. 6.33 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Serview Locksmith. They got a key for that. St. James Avenue in Springfield or servulocksmith.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Uh, I just got to pull up some stuff here because, uh, you know, the Internet's so so fast around here. 
Are you ready? Yeah, no, I'm waiting for you. I'm uh, I'm on the edge of my seat. I was seat. just waiting for that little dial to stop dialing on top of my uh, my <laughs> internet browser. Uh, a suspect involved in a deadly shooting in Holyoke Wednesday was arraigned in court. According to Hamden DA spokesperson Jim Lydon, 22-year-old Alejandro Ramos of Holyoke was arraigned in Holyoke District Court Thursday morning in connection with the murder of a newborn as well as other charges to follow. Ramos is being held without the right to bail and is scheduled to return to court on November 3rd. Another suspect, identified as John Lewis Sanchez of Holyoke, remains in the hospital and will be arraigned at a later date in connection with the murder of a newborn as well as other charges to follow. At around 12.30 p.m. on Wednesday, uh, Holyoke police were called to report of a shooting in the area of the 100 block of Sergeant Street. Upon investigation, three men were involved in an altercation during which a shooting occurred. One of those rounds from the altercation struck a public transportation bus and an uninvolved woman who was seated on the bus. The woman on the bus who was pregnant was treated at a nearby hospital and reported to be in critical condition. The baby, who was delivered and needed life-saving medical services, passed away, according to the DA's office. The three suspects have been identified by police. One was taken to the hospital and one is in custody. No additional information was released of the third suspect or others injured. Just a horrible, awful story. Yeah, every bit of it. After uh, two and a half days of deliberating, a 12-person jury reached a verdict in the Carrera-Rintala case. The verdict was read in court, and the jury found Rintala guilty of voluntary manslaughter in connection with the death of her wife, Anna Marie Cochran. Her bail has been revoked, and she left the courtroom Thursday in handcuffs. Sentencing has been scheduled for Thursday, October 19th. Now, riddle me this. Yeah. Because it's a murder conviction... She has the right to appeal. Yeah, she can appeal as many times as she wants. Right. Right. Uh, does that mean there could potentially be you another trial if they find that there was something wrong with this one? Because now five times uh, seems implausible. I don't know how that all that works. I'm not. I'm not a. Uh, I'm not a lawyer, a criminal defense lawyer. I don't know how like the appeals process works. I don't know if you get another trial. Because I would imagine that would be too I think you probably get a, a hearing, and if you can prove that uh, another trial is necessary, you yeah. might be able to get one. So, I mean, that could be a possibility down the road, but here we are. Uh, two out of four resulted in a conviction of guilty of these trials. Right, but yeah. you also had a couple of jurors, uh, you know, bounced off the other uh, jury. Well, that might and be that a tactic, may, too. You never know. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, it's like... Okay, she, she was convicted this time, but you just can't, you just can't help but wonder is is this really the end of it? I kind of hope it is. I hope so too. You know, because it it's just like how many times I don't know. It's just with all the evidence that that we've read about, there's probably stuff that we don't even know about that was presented. Oh, in of course, court. and um, I'm sure. Listen, I'm sure the family wants justice more than anything, and and then and. and in a way, they they got it, but you know this case has been going back and forth for so long and so many different iterations. You just wonder, is this really it? Yeah, I don't know. This is the fourth time Manchella has been tried for this murder. Her first two trials ruled mistrials after the juries were unable to reach a unanimous verdict. She was then convicted in the most recent trial back in 2016. After the jury deliberated for four days, however, that ruling was overturned on appeal by a state supreme court which ruled that one witness who testified about the process of paint drying was not a qualified expert. Rintala found Cochran and Rintala unresponsive at the bottom of the stairs of the couple's Granby home in March uh, 29th of, 20, of 2010. When first responders arrived, it was determined that Anna Marie was dead. 
Kara, Anna Marie's body, and the floor near the bottom of the stairs were all found to be covered in paint. Because she tried to cover up her tracks or what she was doing right. by pouring paint everywhere. Which, you know, probably helped as far as a defense goes. Well, mm-hmm. how can you... T- I mean, because it's, re- it's all about reasonable doubt. Sure. Like, it's... I think pe- too many people think, like, courtrooms are like law and order. It doesn't really work that way. And they don't resolve in, like, 58 minutes. Right. Actually, this is uh, 13 years in the making, this one. Yeah. Um, so it's not, there's so much more that goes on with that that uh, I don't know. I think people just don't have an understanding of all the evidence. You, I, we didn't hear all the evidence. No. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any understanding of any of it. It would be interesting to talk to one of the jurors, though, on that, uh, that case. So if you're a juror and you can remain anonymous, uh, we'd love to talk to you. Yeah, but we've got an interview at seven and open lines. No, so you'll have to be in another at, at our, another day. Oh, okay. I don't have to do it today. A uh, search warrant was executed Tuesday by members of the North Adams Police Department Detective Unit and Patrol Division as part of an ongoing narcotics investigation. There was in a, North Adams, go I, figure that. I didn't realize how kind of much of a dump that town is. Yes, it uh, it has become. How shall I put this? A dump. I just, uh, I remember driving up to uh, Williamstown last year. Mm-hmm. Williamstown's not a bad town. No. But I'm uh, I'm driving up to, to Williamstown, and I had to go through North Adams on my way, because I go the back way through the Berkshires, you know. And uh, you're just driving along. It's beautiful country. The mountains of the Berkshires. You can hear James Taylor whispering in the wind, you know. <laughs> all of those wonderful things, and all of a sudden you're in... Uh, did I just hit Detroit? <laughs> I thought Lawrence yeah. was east of this. Did I drive this far that we're here in Detroit, Michigan? Because that's what it looks like out yeah. there. It's a, it's a, it's blighted. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I don't, uh, I don't have any other uh, information about North Adams other than the fact that I would never really go there for anything. I don't blame you. They have, they, they have that mass mocha thing up there, don't they? That is that Adams or North Adams. Maybe, I think that's North Adams. I think it's North Adams. Yeah. Well, either way, that's okay. Well, I'm sure they have a, a gated parking lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm with sure. A, with a, you know, I don't know. I'm having a trouble uh, finding a news story here because, uh, again, the internet is just ridiculously slow here. So what are you doing uh, today, Banks? Well, Steve, my uh, my day has uh, suddenly opened wide up. I was supposed to go to Oktoberfest tonight, but that has been uh, postponed to uh, a later date. And uh, do you I know, know the Steve Heitner show with me? I I don't uh, I, I don't know uh, what our plans are yet, but uh, I don't know if that's going to be a part of it. Well, I mean, I I I, I could have you out as my guest. Well, I'm I'm sure my wife would like to go. Can, can you? Spare up a plus two. Why don't you go uh, boys' night? Boys' night? Yeah. It's kind of like last night was, except there were women there. There was a woman. <laughs> it wasn't boys' night. <laughs> we, had, we had our business meeting last night. Yeah. It was uh, good. It dinner was, was good. It was uh, Dinner was good. Uh, the company was great, and uh, it, it, we, we had a good time. Yeah, we did. And uh, I ordered the most expensive thing on the menu. Hey, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I didn't, because if I really ordered the, uh, the most expensive thing on the menu- Yeah. You uh, you could order like a side on on top of the steak. Yeah, and I could have ordered an entree that could have been well over a hundred bucks, but I chose not to. Well, I'm glad you I'm glad you chose not to. 
Well, I just, yeah, that's, I couldn't eat all that rich food. It's uh, well, you, you, the, the, one of the most expensive things on there was like uh, was like a, it was like something for two, and it was like a hundred and forty dollars. Yeah, and I said to the uh, the waitress, "I'll have four of these, please." <laughs> you know, the boss said last night, "Hey, back, you want to you want to split the the porterhouse for two? No, there was a guy sitting in between the two of us. Yeah. How awkward would that have been if the two of us are like leaning over this other guy while he's trying to eat, trying to what, split a porterhouse? Why are you doing that lady in the tramp thing back and forth with a pe- with a with the bone of right. the porterhouse? Or like uh, like uh, like the Blues Brothers, where we're like tossing pieces of beef into each other's mouths. Yeah, I'll have four fried chickens and a coke. That must be Jody and Jake and Elwood. Uh, but uh, we yeah, had a good four time. Four fried chickens and a bunch of dry toast. I think we had a good t- we had a good time. It was a good time. Yeah, very productive. Uh, you've heard of dining and dashing, right? <laughs> Have I heard about yeah. it? I perfected it for a number of years. What about dining and heart attacking? Ooh, that's no, that's a new twist. A 50 year old man in Spain is being accused of faking a heart attack just to get out of paying a restaurant bill. That seems a little dramatic, especially since he's done it at least 20 times. 20 times? Yeah, I almost did that last night. I didn't know who was going to get the bill, and I'm like, uh. <laughs> so he's a chronic dining heart attacker. One restaurant said he ordered uh, several glasses of white label whiskey to wash down a Russian salad before faking the heart attack. And multiple restaurants have been passing his photo around to warn other places. Do not let this man eat in your restaurant. The man has been since caught and was sentenced to 42 days in jail. Actually, that's not a bad uh, that's not a bad uh, punishment. 42 days in jail? For getting away with 20 meals? Yeah, but I mean those sentences are going to get longer and longer the more you carry this ruse out. Yeah, he's his scams were considered minor crimes because the totals weren't a lot individually, but the restaurant owners are planning to file a joint complaint which could lock him up for at least 2 years. See, that's that's when the fun of faking a heart attack just isn't there. You know, the threat of two years in incarceration. Yeah. It better be a damn fine meal if I'm going to place myself at that kind of risk. I would say so, too. You got to be a damn good meal. Yeah, I mean. Like the one we had last night. I'd fake a heart attack to get out of paying for that. <sighs> one heart attack. I mean, not not to uh, dismiss the the dinner the, the dinner was terrific but uh, you know you're never going to get away with that a second time there and if we're going to do it together you got to do it at the same time so you're you're causing chaos you can't just have one of us pretend to have a heart attack and then the other one like 5 minutes well, later go, i'm having a heart attack too well what's another good uh, you know, emergency medical event that uh, you could have pretending you're choking <sighs> okay yeah choking Somebody is good give you, give you the heimlich maneuver yeah, yeah, but you know, once the food dislodges, yeah, I mean, you have to fake turning blue. That's really hard. That's actually uh, that's not that's not right. That's what that's called, right? The Heimlich maneuver. Heimlich. I thought the guy's name was Heimlich. No, Heimlich, not Heimlich. Oh, there's something that I've, means something totally different. There's something I've been doing wrong for. 25 years. All right, then. Maybe, well, that's, maybe, that guy is, maybe that's why maybe that, that guy's guy right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why that guy died. <laughs> I'm choking. Yes, I know. I'm trying to finish. I'll be with you in a moment. <laughs> My entree's about to arrive. I didn't know. Ooh, that's a nice sheriff's badge you got there. Uh, 
<laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be uh, rainy with a high of 69, Giggity. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 67. It's 62 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102 and Aquapump are giving you a chance to win a pair of t- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, 652, and the Eagles with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be rainy today with a high of 69. Tomorrow, 67 for a high in rain. It's 61 right now in downtown Springfield. Yeah, the uh, Mayflower Marathon is really not that far away. Um, I think November 20th is the date. Yes. Coming up very, very soon. Thursday, November 2nd, it's Rock 102's Mayflower Marathon Comedy Night at the Armory at MGM Springfield. It's brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements and Aqua Pump. Join us for a night of laughs to benefit the Open Pantry. Marty Caproni will be uh, the headliner. Special guests uh, Brian Plum and Katie Arroyo, along with you and me, you and I, uh, Bax and Nagel, will serve as hosts for the evening. All ticket profits are going to be donated to the Mayflower Marathon. Those tickets are on sale now. You can get them at rock102.com. But seating is limited, and they're already selling out, uh, selling pretty quick. So you might want to get those now before they are all gone. It's the Mayflower Marathon Comedy Night, brought to you by again Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. Aquapump and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. You know what freaks me out? Uh, clowns? A little. But uh, you know what really freaks me out? No. Monkeys. You don't like monkeys? I, it's something that's so human-like. Yeah? I don't know. It's just, it's just what about creepy. When, what about when they're dressed up in like, in like uh, you know, little pants and hats? Maybe you like them then? Maybe they're kind of cute like that. Oh, see, I like monkeys. Uh, I don't like when they're like, you know, ripping your face off in a... You know, in a, in a in some sort of you know anger fueled outburst, but you know other than that they're adorable. Here's a headline from uh, earlier this week: Missing monkey named Momo was spotted drinking beer in Indiana. Momo. Momo. Uh, cops in Indianapolis got a call Wednesday evening after someone's pet monkey escaped and made a run for it. He's a type of monkey native to West Africa called the patas monkey. They can weigh up to thirty pounds, and they're uh, the fastest primate on Earth. They can sprint at over 30 miles an hour, so they're very hard to catch. Wow. Uh, the fastest, By the way, the fastest Usain Bolt ever hit was 28 miles an hour. So Faster than Usain Bolt. Yeah. Uh, several people spotted Momo on Wednesday. There were also unconfirmed reports that he may have, been, uh, he may have bitten a few people. One person who saw him said they watched him dig through someone's garbage can, pull out a beer can, and then drink the remaining beer that was in it. Right. Nothing but backwash. That's what I do Gross. on a Sunday. I've done that on a Sunday morning before. <laughs> Try to get a little hair of the dog, but yeah. you drank all the dogs, so yeah. you got to get a little more. Uh, and that's back when yeah, liquor stores weren't open on a Sunday. Thankfully, his bender came to an end yesterday. A guy saw him sprint through his yard and break into a vacant home next door, so he called it in, and Momo is now back home safe and sound. Back home safe and sound. But... Uh, that that that's the that sounds like a problem. Do they have what's uh, on his back? Oh, that's a good. That's a very. Yeah. That, you just blew my mind yeah, out of that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Well, if, if you if you have a drug problem or a drinking problem, you get a monkey on your back. What's on the monkey's back? What kind More of monkeys or a human? 
Do they have uh, 12-step programs for monkeys? I, th- I think they do. How it's, do you find a sponsor? Uh, the zoo. <laughs> the zoo has a special section. They all sit around. They drink yeah. stale coffee. It's M.A., Monkeys Anonymous. <laughs> it's bananas, the, 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 the meetings. Hi, my name is Momo, and I'm an alcoholic. I, uh, Hi, Momo. I'm up to six uh, Milwaukee's best ice backwashes <laughs> per day. Oh, just like my dad, a chimp off the old block. All right, uh, uh, this meeting is about to start. By the way, if we could pl- if, if we could all try to not fling our feces at uh, each other this time, yeah. I think we'd have a better meeting. He, you should be doing this in a monkey bar. You shouldn't be out here in a trash can. <laughs> monkey bars yeah, are what got me into this trouble. Yeah, you like that? Hey, you play pokers with the, those cats over there? No, there's too many cheetahs around. Ooh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's good. You like the puns? Yeah, I love the puns. I love yeah. a good zoo uh, zoo pun. You look very tired today. I, dude, I am wiped out. You need some caffeine or something, like really good caffeine, like a like a like a Red Bull and a Monster Energy drink along with one of those five hour energy uh, shots. We'll make you up a nice little cocktail. Yeah, that would be great. I would love that. Bounce could... you right back into into. I I could use a little bit of a pick-me-up. Yeah. Yeah. Those things, uh, those energy drinks, these kids drink those things like crazy. I told my kids, I'm like, listen, there's monster drinks. Yeah. All the kids, like, buy the monster drinks because they're like, oh, yeah. I I actually, I kind of ratted on a kid on the field trip last year. What was he doing? It was a she, and she comes back, and she's like, look what I got. You know, we stopped at the rest stop. She has four giant monster energy cans and says she's going to drink them all. And I said, listen, I said, I'm not your parent, but that's not a good idea. <laughs> so then I had to tell a teacher yeah. to make sure that this kid didn't down four monster energy drinks because that's like heart attack. It's uh, like heart attack and also a lot of expensive dentistry, too, because yeah, they rot your teeth but out. That, but that stuff is so disgusting. It's not even good tasting. I don't know why kids like it so much. Because it's it because it's legal, you know, it's like legal speed. But it's our Jolt Cola. You know what I mean? When like yeah. Jolt Cola came out back in the eighties, everybody was like, Whoa, Jolt Cola. Jolt Cola and no dose. Do you wanna you wanna you wanna learn like a whole semester of of uh, of material? Yeah. That's the way you do it. Dexatrim too. Yeah. Dexatrim. Right. That'll do it too. Yeah. And you'll lose weight. I used to love those little red and yellow Dexatrim pills. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, those yeah. are good to mix in with an energy drink. <laughs> Children, don't try that at home, uh, please. We have uh, comedian uh, Steve Heitner coming up after 7 o'clock. Yeah, he's going to be at the uh, Roar Comedy Club at MGM at the uh, at, uh, at the MGM Springfield tonight and tomorrow night. We'll have tickets to give away, and we'll be talking to him in a matter of minutes on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Look, remember the days when a good old-fashioned hazing meant nothing more than dropping a frozen olive into a martini glass using nothing more than your naked butt cheeks? Or maybe you took a little smacks to the backside during pledge week by a wooden implement known as Mr. Spanky just so you can get into Delta House? Well, hazing, while illegal and humiliating, is still being practiced today. And depending on the nature of these rituals, there are some serious consequences to consider, like expulsions, terminations, and lawsuits. Yesterday, Pat Fitzgerald, the former head coach uh, of the football program at Northwestern University, filed a $150 million lawsuit against the school for wrongful termination. 
You might recall that Fitzgerald was fired by the school just three days after being given a two-week suspension after several members of the football team initiated a series of wildly inappropriate and highly sexualized hazing rituals against incoming freshmen on the team's roster. Now, I'd be happy to explain these rituals, but I'd be putting my own employment at risk by doing so. Let's just say you wouldn't want your kid in that position. Either way, Fitzgerald was shown the door despite evidence that he knew nothing about these initiations. And so, based upon that and the fact he was told he would face no further disciplinary action beyond the two-week suspension, he is now suing the school for $150 million. Now, I'm no expert in the law, but it would seem to me that if you knew nothing about the hazing that was going on behind your back, perhaps you should have. You are, after all, in charge of the players who are both giving and receiving this sort of punishment. And ultimately, the lack of oversight would typically fall on your shoulders. But of course, that's nothing that a $150 million lawsuit can't fix. But that's enough to pay for the entire undergraduate education of exactly 593 Northwestern students at $63,000 a year. And yet, all this could have been avoided had the hazing been completely penis-free and had the head coach been paying any kind of attention, which neither one did. But hey, enough of my yappings. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Eagle leaf blowers, lawnmowers, chainsaws. They use the same battery. One battery, many outdoor power tools. There's an ego specialist at every Rocky's Ace Hardware, like Jason at the Liberty Street Rockies. Get a battery-powered leaf blower, lawnmower, or chainsaw at Rocky's. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 712 in ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be rainy today with a high of 69. Giggity tomorrow, rainy with a high of 67. It's 62 right now in downtown Springfield. Great comedy show coming to the uh, Roar Comedy Club uh, tonight and tomorrow night at the Armory at MGM Springfield. Uh, Steve Heitner is going to be there. He is the guy that played uh, Kenny Banya on Seinfeld. Remember that guy? Gold, Jerry. Gold. Gold. Yeah. Gold, Jerry. Exactly. Anyway, uh, he's going to be uh, there tonight and tomorrow. We actually have tickets for tonight's show, 8 o'clock. Tenth caller right now at 293-1021. Get to see Steve Heitner. And I don't even know if he's going to do that Ovaltine bit. We'll have to ask him because he's uh, on the phone with us right now. It's uh, comedian Steve Heitner. Good morning, Steve. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm doing great. I'm looking forward to heading out to... Um Springfield, which uh, every state has one, but let's, let's call it Massachusetts. <laughs> well, it's e- it's e- yeah. Well, you know, it's easy not to remember the state. You just say, "Yeah, I'm going to Springfield." I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, we'll see you there. <laughs> that's 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 better than going on stage and say, "Hello, Cleveland," and you're in Springfield. <laughs> uh, uh, I was up in that area about eight months ago. I did a, a little club in uh, Beverly. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a- yeah. That we had had a couple of sold out shows there, so I'm looking forward to Springfield. Now, uh, for people who may not uh, you know, recognize the name, uh, you have been around for a, a good long period of time. You're not going to do that Ovaltine bit, right? <laughs> well, no matter how much people beg. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, you know, Steve, the jar is round. <laughs> the glass is round. <laughs> let, let me ask you about that because I've I, I been a Thank big... Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> we're, we're huge huge fans of Seinfeld, and uh, we, we always loved your character uh, coming into that mix. That, that must have been pretty cool to be on that show. It was incredibly cool. It was a little nerve-wracking at first because if you think of the character of Kenny Banya, I mean, it's a pretty broad, large character, right? Yeah, I mean, right. It's pretty, it, so the show was already number one in the world. So now I'm doing this, and they're cracking up in rehearsals, but I'm like, man, if I do this character, and it, you know, and it just doesn't work, 
And I just like did a huge, ridiculous character that didn't work on the number one show in the world. So I was a little nervous, but man, I walked out and the audience reacted like they knew Banya their whole lives. Yeah. That, that. And it's really thoughtful when they're casting the most annoying person in the world. <laughs> well, I was going to say, as, as a comic... When you get when they when the when you're reading what the uh, the character is all about, I mean, as a comic, it's like, listen, we're thinking of a of a character who is a hack comic, and we immediately <laughs> thought of you. I mean, I know. how does how does how, how do you, you process that? that? <laughs> you know what? You just got to go. You you immediately go into like, all right, let me think about all the hack comics I have, and what what can I pull from each one of those dudes. But the interesting thing about the character was all it said was basically the most annoying dude, guy in the world. So you know when you audition, when you audition, those walls are thin. You you can't help but hear other people audition. So I'm hearing people doing him really mean, like, "Hey Jerry, you owe me. You you know I gave you you, you owe me." I'm like, man, that mean ain't that's not going to work for very long. So I just decided, what if he adores Jerry, and that's why he's annoying? And then everybody goes, "Well, yeah, that was the character." I go, yeah, but that wasn't the character. I just kind of came up with that at the last minute. So I went in, when I went in the room, and Jerry and Larry David were in the room, and I did this whole other puppy dog thing, they just lost their minds. And, I mean, I booked it before I left the room. <laughs> That's a great story. Just the uh, just some of the scenes, like with the, with the soup. I know, Jerry. This is the, the soup. This is the me- This is not the meal. The soup is not a meal. This is carrots. Did you crumble crackers in yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was just, you know, it was perfect. And they, and, you know, that character was uh, was one episode. And as we were shooting that episode, they rewrote the next week's episode to add, put me in. That was the one where I buy Kramer's suit right off his back. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, the interesting thing about that is, I mean, I'm, I'm not that, I'm not short. I'm 5'11. Right. But uh, Michael, Michael Richards, like 6'4, six, 6'5. Six, so I had to wear four-inch lifts that whole episode <laughs> just to make it look like I could buy his suit off his back. Do you get? I mean, obviously that show was was a was a huge hit and still is today because you know you got uh, streaming services like Netflix who you know pay so much money to get that on. Do, yeah. People must must approach you all the time about that particular yeah. character. I put I put it this way: if I walk outside my front door. Somebody's going to go, that's gold, Jerry, gold. So <laughs> that's just going that out. Yeah. So now, if I choose to make that a negative, that's pretty stupid. Right. Well, yeah, and I was going to ask you about that because uh, there are some people that they're they're known for this like this one great thing. Like, right. for example, like, you know, like, like Jimmy Walker, you, you have to pay him for order for him to say dynamite. I mean, yeah, right. he will never do it unless there's a check involved. And you know what? There's a part of me that kind of, understands that the guy's been doing it since like 1975 yeah and for, for a guy like you you you're you're you're, you're a comic you want to be you know known on your on your your own you know your own accord but yet gold jerry gold i mean i would think that at some point you say okay you know that that ended like in 1996 yeah. <laughs> you know, it's been a long I've time done, i've done a hundred i've done a hundred films and tv shows and but you know look seinfeld's an 800 pound gorilla it just yeah. is right so, so you just accept it. And, and then I look at, you know, some of the amazing experiences I had because of it. I mean, some of the people I met, like Jerry Stiller, one of the greatest people you could ever meet in your life. Yeah. Rest his soul. But, you know, so it was just an incredible experience. I've been fortunate to just work and work and work. And right now I'm loving stand-up. I mean, let's put it this way. Acting is the most collaborative art form there is. You're working with other actors, director, hair, makeup, sets. 
stand-up is the least collaborative. <laughs> it's yeah. just me. I just do my thing. And at this particular point in my life, I'm enjoying that part. Wait, did you start out doing stand-up, or were you more of in the acting uh, world? You know, it's interesting that I was. I first started uh, being an actor, wanting to be an actor, but I couldn't get any acting work in Manhattan in those in those days. But then there was that huge comedy boom, and so I tried it because I could just get some stage time. You know, I just wanted to perform. So uh, I remember I passed at the comic strip, which was one of the top clubs back then. Wow! Uh, I passed at the comic strip like the third time I ever did stand up, and some people can't pass there for five, five, ten years. And what he said to me, I took it as such an insult, but it, it, looking back, it was a compliment. He goes, at that point, I had been on, you know, I'd done stand-up like three times. He goes, I don't know about your material, but you stand there as good as anybody we got. <laughs> so, you know, I think... <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just think it was like more of a stage presence thing and that, that kind of thing. And I think that's what's hard for young comedians today. They're obsessed with material, but they need the stage time to figure out who they are up there. That that kind of uh, you, you being you 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 passed along in, in clubs like that, especially like you know larger clubs with like a long cachet of of uh, of success, like like you say the Comedy Store. I mean, how much of that still exists in in those cities, or has just comedy changed? Like even like in the pandemic, I would imagine that like, you know right now that there's just you know people are just getting back to it, and and you know businesses are starting to 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 to, to boom again. Does that process still exist and is it is it a necessary one it definitely still exists but now there are other avenues now like now people are just trying to get their little bits uh on uh tiktok or on instagram or on facebook and they can build up an audience just you know getting those little snippets on there that didn't even exist when we started so it was just the comedy clubs it was just the showcase clubs like the improv uh comedy store uh back then catch rising star and all that stuff so now they have a little more uh, avenues to try and get their you know content out there uh, online. Uh, Steve Heitner is going to be at Roar Comedy Club this weekend for a bunch of comedy uh, comedy shows. Steve, it's great to talk to you. We really appreciate the time today. Uh, and, and Steve, Not a problem. that show it's going to be the best, the <laughs> best, Jerry. I tell you. <laughs> You have been so unique. I really appreciate your approach. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, because you've never been asked about Seinfeld. That, that's the no, nicest compliment I've ever received. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let me just say before I go, sometimes people are more creative. Like, they remember a line that I don't, I barely remember. Yeah. This guy sneaks up behind me and he goes, uh, hey, Kramer, your Nancy Boy Cream got all over the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're freaking me out. <laughs> Steve, it's great to talk to you. Have a great weekend, and we'll uh, hopefully talk again soon. Okay, thanks, gentlemen. Thank you. you. That's Steve Heitner with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. On two Springfield's Classic Rock at 728. And Blue Oyster Cult with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown is still absent this hour, so uh, I'm just going to give you the forecast. Rainy today with a high of 69. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 67. It's 62 right now in downtown Springfield. Every week on Baxi's Musical Podcast, I'm talking to somebody different. Could be an artist, could be a producer, could be a uh, could be a record executive, could be anybody. This week, I've been talking to uh, Robbie Gray, the lead singer of the band Modern English, the yep. band that did uh, I'll Melt With You. Huge hit from the 1980s on MTV. Yeah, that's, that's the guy. Next week, I'm talking to uh, Barry Andrews from the band Shriekback, who's also uh, the former keyboard player for one of my favorite bands, XTC. Uh, I'll be talking to him. And then also a special bonus episode later in the week with a woman who sold more than 14 million albums. And it's a really amazing story 
about uh, about this woman and how she did it and what she's done in her career. All of that is uh, available, uh, will be available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, rock102.com, and brought to you by ZM Home Buyers. Find them on ZMHomes.com and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. I always uh, preferred Adam Ant over XTC. <laughs> See, but that's the kind of thing where, yeah. uh, you know, the question uh, can never really be resolved. Yeah, well, you don't drink, you don't smoke. What, what? do you do? Oh, Nothing. Uh, I uh, my my sister told me about five years ago. She went to go see Adam Ant down in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's, and, had a, he's had a rough couple of years. Yeah, Adam's uh, Adam's kind of you know. I he can't I, wear that tight uh, white suit anymore. I uh, I was talking to a publicist who you know, to book other uh, guests for the podcast, yeah. and one of her clients was was adamant and we were just kind of going back and forth about you know who else we could uh, get on the uh, on the podcast i mentioned adamant and she says uh yeah no i don't think you want to do that like why i said what's wrong with adamant he's really no no you trust me wow you're not going to want to do that that's uh that's i know some personal secret information about adam ant that i can't tell but i'm just going (laughs) to tell you to not ask to talk to adam Ant. yeah i think at that point it became (laughs) clear maybe i should not uh you know dip my toe into the adam ant uh, pond because uh it wouldn't have worked out he was described as looking like the masturbating manatee on conan (laughs) o'brien just sitting there Rubbing his nipples. Uh, yeah. Poor yeah, Adam. Yeah, poor Adam. Things have been not uh, not so kind to him. Yeah. We have news coming up next on Rock 102. Do big name dealers... 733 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thank you, Bax. After two and a half days of deliberating, and the 12-person jury reached a verdict in the Cara Rintala case. The verdict was read in court, and the jury found Rintala guilty of voluntary manslaughter in connection with the death of her wife, Anna Marie Cochran. Her bail has been revoked, and she left the courtroom Thursday in handcuffs. <laughs> Sentencing has been scheduled for uh, Thursday, October 19th. Voluntary manslaughter is a lesser included offense of first degree murder. The differences between the two is that the first degree. Do I really need to explain? This? I don't think you do. Uh, it's a lesser charge. Voluntary manslaughter is when a murder is unplanned and tragic. Or, I'm sorry. Typically, involuntary. In voluntary manslaughter is when a murder is unplanned and typically takes place in the heat of passion during a sudden uh, combat. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, she faces up to 20 years in prison for the charge of the voluntary manslaughter, but has already spent more than seven years in confinement, so they'll probably put her away, and she'll be out in like four or five years. Piece of cake. Anyone can do Piece that kind of, of cake, time. but, uh, you know, long way around to get to 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 get to doing this. Yeah, it's a long dance to, to justice, that's for damn sure. Uh, but, hey, at least, you know, this it's now two out of four mm-hmm. that ended in a conviction. Obviously, the, f- the previous conviction was overturned because of some expert witness that wasn't allowed right. or something. I don't even know what the what the deal was. Of course, I, mean, I assume she'll probably have the right to appeal too. Oh, I'm sure she she will, but uh, well, she's got to get over to the Northampton Brewery and start drinking beers with all her friends, <laughs> like the last time. Yeah. Uh, Massachusetts Police Oversight Commission entered new territory in recent weeks. 
when it suspended an officer accused of using psychedelic drugs, specifically LSD, a change for a board that until now had only suspended police for facing felony criminal charges. The Post Commission, in its role as a regulatory body for hundreds of individual police departments, has suspended the state-issued policing certifications of more than 40 officers since it began exercising the power around the beginning of the year. In a notice posted on its website last week, the commission announced the suspension of former Lennox police officer Blake Poor, uh, citing poor behavior. Yeah, poor guy. Poor poor performance. Poor Poor attendance. Uh, Citing credible information it received, the commission said Poor had, quote, possibly engaged in conduct involving the use of illegal controlled substance, specifically LSD, and has uh, demonstrated disregard for his own safety and that of others while serving as a law enforcement officer. The Post Commission, which was created by a 2020 police reform law, is required to suspend cops charged with felonies. Unlike the dozens of officers before him, Poor does not face suspension because of an arrest or indictment on a criminal charge. The suspension order delivered to him in September cited an open-ended provision allowing an officer's suspension pending an investigation if it would be in, quote, the best interest of the public, uh, in best interest of the health, safety, or welfare of the public. The commission provided no further detail on what led to the uh, suspension. The order gave no indication that Poor was accused of using an illicit substance on the job or that he faced any criminal counts. Poor, who has resigned from the Lenox Police Department, declined to offers from Mass Live to discuss the situation on record. Lenox Police Chief Steve O'Brien uh, would only confirm that Poor had resigned from the department. So uh, there's got to be a story here somewhere. Sure. That, But I don't know how you base information, disciplinary information, off hearsay. Well, I mean, it's it's so it's psychedelics, right? LSD. LSD. Yeah. Was he like microdosing these things, or was he like I, see, getting totally I, tripped out? That's what I don't know. That's what I. I mean, y- you hear. Ooh. Oh, you're freaking me out now, man. Oh man, I can see all the bones in my hands. You know, I uh, I know a guy. His name is Bafo the Chimp. Yeah. And he told me he can't uh, he can't walk through downtown New Haven because one time he has PTSD from a building that fell down on top of him while he Shut was up. walking the sidewalk. No kidding. Even though it didn't really happen. I'm starting to wonder whether that guy had just too much to dream last night. Yeah. Tripping me out, man. I feel like the the walls are melting. Yeah, I, uh, I, I really wish I knew more about this story other than, well, they're just, you know, giving this guy discipline and that's the end of it. No, that's not the end of it. How did this come to be? If you yeah. At least all these other cops that they're uh, pushing, you know, for some of these, you know, disciplinary actions have a record and have like, you know, sure. uh, instances where, you know, severe complaints against them. I don't know how this is like... How do you defend yourself over a hearsay comment? Uh, or how did they even find out that he was doing LSD? Well, you know, a- uh, he's a police officer, so there's probably a union that's going to fight for this. So, yeah. you know, I think he'll be okay. Who do you hire? You hire the uh, the Amboy Dukes for your uh, your legal Jesus, team? Hold on with that. Wouldn't Journey that to the center of the mind. Oh, Ambo- hold on. Yeah. Amboy Dukes, man. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. Ah, yes. Journey to the center of the mind. Here we go. There we go. This is back when uh, Ted Nugent wasn't so crazy. Yeah, well, hey. 
He was crazy. Yeah, he was probably nuts, but he's just still. gotten worse over the years. Good stuff, though. Great, great stuff. I have to be in a certain mood to like this kind of music. Really? I can't just listen to this in the car. Oh, I could. Yeah. Totally. You can't go from Michael Buble to this. You ever hear uh, the Amboy Duke's Great White Buffalo? Uh, no. Oh. Well, I probably have. What a jam that is. Yeah. Oh, it's a banger, all right. Anyway. Hey, maybe cops need to take LSD. Actually, I don't think that would be a good mix. Why not? Worked for that guy. We were talking about that baseball player the other day who did the whole pitch the game perfect game on LSD. Yeah, but that's yeah, pitching a, a baseball game is slightly different than like chasing after uh, you know uh, dirt bags have committed a crime. <laughs> you're on a police chase, and all of a sudden you're like, I don't know what happened, Sarge. A Millennium Falcon came out of nowhere. My God, my eyeballs are bleeding. Come out of the spaceship with your hands up. You know, those police reports, they have to detail everything in them in order for it to make sure it holds up in court. <laughs> All right, Melody. We've got the third dimension surrounded. Take a ride to the land inside You shouldn't do police work when you're tripping. That's a cool song, man. Was that Max Hedrum singing that? Because it kept skipping in my head. Uh, police are planning their third annual haunted Strathmore Park out in Russell, and they are looking for volunteers to help. The family-friendly Halloween event is 4 to 8 p.m. on Saturday, October 28th uh, on Westfield Road in Russell. It features trunk or treating, music, games, cotton candy, and a popcorn costume contest, giant inflatable uh, figures, and a haunted pumpkin patch cemetery for the little ones. Uh, police Chief uh, Kevin Hennessy says we're uh, we're very community oriented police department. We believe in getting involved in the community and help police uh, with uh, help with police relations. We try to plan several events a year to incorporate the communities of Russell and Montgomery. Well, yeah. now I know it's going to be on that big fat electronic sign that they got in the center of Montgomery. Now that'll say that the event is on October twenty eighth, and then on November fifteenth they'll finally take the message down. <laughs> hey, did anybody see that uh, that keyboard for the uh, the uh, the sign the sign out in front of the fire department? You anybody see that? Now I don't the, know. Last time uh, Mike had it in his truck. Now will the uh, the dudes in that uh, department be uh, micro dosing too? I don't think so. You don't think so? No, they're on the up and up. All right, Just actually, checking. you know what? Uh, ever since they joined that Russell Montgomery uh, together. They've been uh, they've been catching speeders up and down that road because people it's like this windy road this Montgomery road that goes from Westfield to, to to Huntington right it's probably like seven miles long but there's people like going like 60 70 miles an hour on these curves and it's like I don't even know how you're doing that but uh, you, you see the you see the cop I saw him yesterday pull over somebody crazy uh, right on the side of the road so the only thing I, I want to know is, uh, are you going to do quarry checks for anybody that volunteers? Because <laughs> you got to. We live in the hill towns. There's a certain stereotype of the people that might live out in the woods. Yeah, and only a small yeah. fraction of those people would pass a quarry check. It's like when I first heard of trunker treating in Palmer, I'm like, oh, they're just making it easy for these guys now. <laughs> How can we improve relations with the sex offenders in our community? 
Yeah, would you like to come out to an event where you have candy right out of the back of your trunk? Yeah, you think Halloween is spooky. <laughs> yeah. Where do you see what's coming up next? Yeah, where do you see it? They're all going to be down at the uh, Thorndike Lounge uh, getting greased up and yeah. then coming out and giving out candy. And meanwhile, you'll be putting the lotion in the basket. I don't even know if the Thorndike Lounge is still in business. That was a place I used to drink underage all the time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That was a... Sure, the... <laughs> I told you that. Statute of limitations has passed. My older friend would take me in there. You know, he was like in his, he he was in his like mid 20s and I was like 19 or 20. Right. And then we'd go in there. We'd do the whole tour. There was like that lakeside tavern. It was all the, all the bars. All the nice places. Yeah. All the bars out in Palmer and Munson and uh, (laughs) the box office and uh, (laughs) the lakeside. Oh, yeah. All all those places. And uh, we went into the, uh, the Thorndike Lounge. And nobody ever asked for an ID. Like, I think because I was with an older person. Mm-hmm. Usually when the, when you're with an older person, you kind of, oh, he looks like he's playing the part, so go ahead. But then I was dating a girl at the time, and she came with us, and yeah. she didn't look, she looked like she was 19. She was 19. She looked like she was 19. Nobody asked for for an ID. And then, of course, she. I said, what do you want to drink? And she goes, oh, get me a Long Island iced tea. Oh my right? God! That's well because that's it's a kid, because it's a stupid kid drink. It's like yeah. one of those things. Like let's get blessed. So I turn around to the bartender at the Thorndike Lounge and I'm like, I have a Long Island iced tea, right? Yeah. And she goes, What's in that? Because like, oh obviously it's a beer and whiskey bar. It's not, yeah. a, you know. And I said uh, vodka, rum, triple sec, uh, tequila, and uh, what's the other thing? Oh my god! I don't even, I I don't even remember what's in it. Well, whatever. I, I gave her the ingredients. I was too drunk every time I ordered it. Well, I knew the. I used to know the ingredients, right? So she uh, she hands over the glass, and it's completely clear. She never mixed coke, coke in, it in it to to kind of give it that tint to it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, we're going with this. You know <laughs> why not? I mean, that was the days where you could get a whole glass of booze for less than four dollars. Oh my god, that's that's like the that's. That's the drink that screams, I don't have an ID with me. Yeah. Uh, gone of gone those days. I miss those days of trying to beat up my liver and <laughs> self-abuse. Hanging out with so underrated. who didn't care that I was underage. <laughs> right. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be rainy with a high of 69. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 67. It's 62 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. If you're Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 751 and the Rolling Stones are back to Nagel and Rock 102. It is going to be sunny with a high, or sunny, rainy with a high of 69, Giggy. Tomorrow, uh, rainy with a high of 67. Sunny on Sunday with a high of 59. 62 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, uh, I told you earlier that the Oktoberfest at the Student Prince has been uh, postponed to a later date. Yep. Uh, give you all that information uh, you know, later on. But there's loads of other stuff coming up, uh, you know, this weekend. You and uh, Marty are going to be doing a comedy show on Sunday night. Yep. At Ciro's. Ciro's downtown. Uh, yeah. Forty-five dollars for a, a lovely Italian buffet and a show, and then um, yeah, that'll be a good time. Yeah, and then uh, we talked about uh, the Mayflower Marathon comedy night, which is coming up on Thursday, November second, at the Armory at MGM Springfield. That's uh, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements and Aqua Pump. It's, uh, it's an evening of laughs to benefit the open pantry because the, the Mayflower Marathon is literally around the corner. Uh, Marty will be joining us along with uh, special guest Brian Plum and Katie Arroyo. You and I will be uh, hosting the, the event. All ticket profits donated to the Mayflower Marathon, and they're on sale right now at rock102.com. Seating is is limited, so you want to buy your tickets before they, uh, before they sell out. 
They've already gone to, at a pretty swift pace. You may want to get on the uh, yeah. the stick right away. It's the Mayflower Marathon Comedy Night brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Aqua Pump, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Um, I don't know what the hell's going on with the cops in Connecticut, man. What do you mean? I, we didn't really get to this in news, but I, I'll talk about it now. A former Hartford police officer was arrested for allegedly falsifying traffic reports. Michael Fallon was charged with second-degree forgery, uh, perjury, and computer crimes. He was charged with uh, following an internal affairs investigation. Fallon resigned from the department in March after he admitted to falsifying 33 traffic reports. The inaccuracies were found during a routine, routine audit. An internal investigation found that Fallon overreported traffic stops and incorrectly reported gender and race on several occasions. He resigned before he could be interviewed and faced uh, discipline. This is what the uh, the, the state, state police. Yeah. yeah, well, the state police haven't gotten arrested for it yet. Well, Nobody's no, a, but it's. Do you think that will happen? I mean, there's so many cops involved. You're not going to arrest every single one of them. <laughs> this is why this guy's kind of uh, this guy's not on the state level, so he's taking the fall for everybody. Oh my God! Yeah. Unbelievable. Anyway, he uh, through the internal investigation, uh, Channel Three at Hartford learned that Fallon admitted to sergeants that he purposely lied on activity reports to embellish his activities over the four-week period. Police said his reason for doing so was that he did not want to disappoint his supervisors with limited amount of activity. Good call. <laughs> <sighs> See, most cops uh, they want to relax and not do anything. Go to the ice cream joint in Enfield and. Uh, <laughs> have a field day with themselves in the parking lot yeah see this that's, guy's falsifying records <laughs> see that's the uh that's that's what separates the state guys from the municipal uh, about, cops think about all that time that it took him to write all those fake citations well you got and a lot of time he got gotten some real citations going on yeah steve but you got, you got a lot of downtime you yeah. know there's nothing going on you can just like sit there listen to the radio you know write a couple warrants out yeah, you're sitting there in front of the Internal Affairs Board, and they're like, all right, uh, you pulled over a woman named Tickles, Miss Tess Tickles. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> oh, she was hot, man. I had to give her I had to give her a ticket. Yeah, though, she was speeding. For loitering, because she was just hanging around. And then uh, what about Mr. Jass, Mr. Hugh Jass? Mm-hmm. Do you know him? No, I don't know him. No, I, oh, yeah, I remember him. He was a real, real, real jerk. Yeah, real it says jerk. here you pulled him over exactly 38 seconds later. What about uh, what about uh, Mr. Oxlong? Oxlong? Yeah, Michael Oxlong. <laughs> I think he had a nickname for short, but I'm not really sure. Again, another loitering charge for hanging around. Yeah, and in, uh, we'll go back. We'll go back to uh, Miss Talia. Yeah, uh, Miss Jenna Talia. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny. Jenny Talia. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I I just don't know how these guys like think they're gonna get away with this stuff. Like it, like you're gonna get caught. It's everything is on record. Well, if you've got that many cops doing it, then it's probably like an institutional thing where someone says, "Hey, you know what?" You might want to consider doing this because the rest of us are doing it. That's how that whole thing in Massachusetts started. Sure. With with the cops and the overtime and all that other stuff. Because one guy starts doing it, then he tells another guy, and they're like, well, if he can get away with it, I can get away with it. And they start doing it. It becomes this, it it becomes systematic cheating. Is yeah, what it becomes. It's, it's, like, it's like a pyramid. Right. It's like a pyramid of, 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 yes. of false reporting. But the thing that bothered me about that whole Mass State Police thing is all those supervisors and all those people, top brass, 
Oh, we're retiring. Sorry, we can't answer yeah. to any of the questions that were going on There's here. There's nothing you can do for me now. Because you're telling me that with such widespread corruption, if you want to call it that, going on that not one sergeant or captain or anybody knew about that stuff? Oh, come how on. Did, how did they not? They well, all, of course they, they all knew. came from the same... Yeah. From the same yeah. you know, group. I mean, they all had to be somewhat complicit in it. And uh, it's just ridiculous. It's uh, 757 Open Line Friday coming up in just a couple minutes on Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 811 and Guns N' Roses with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rainy today with a high of 69. Giggity tomorrow. Rainy with a high of 67. It is 62 right now in downtown Springfield. Don't forget uh, we have uh, something to read. Uh, yeah, of course. I was going to get into that. Oh, but I saw I... you going for the, uh, no, the music. No. And I'm like, all right. I'm just getting all my uh, my ducks in order here. But well, it is. I'm just trying to help you out. Well, I appreciate that, Steve. I really do. But uh, trust me, I got it all. Okay. Uh, I got it all under control. The uh, keyword for ca- uh, to cash today is the word thousand. That's thousand. I am required to spell the word thousand. T-H-O-U-S-A-N-D. Again, T-H-O-U-S-A-N-D. You got to spell it correctly when you go to uh, rock102.com in the contest page. You'll have until midnight to enter the word thousand for your chance to win a thousand bucks right here from Rock 102. Springfield's classic rock. Let's do it to it. All right. And now, live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open, open Line Friday. All right. It's Open Line Friday. Let's uh, establish the rules before we dive right into it. No filthy language. No hate speech. No foolishness. This bit has really gone downhill since we got rid of that other guy. And the other guy. And the other guy. <laughs> and what happened to Mark from West Springfield? That's what I'd I, like I to know. I have no idea. All right, Rock 102. Good morning, is this? It's the Hawkman, guys. How you doing? Uh, good, Hawkman. What's going on? Hey, are you guys doing open lines? Yes, yes we, are. we are. And, and you just called. Air, buddy. So I said a quick shout-out to our... George, who's a driver for the Quebec Connector, who drives the Hawkman around whenever he needs to get around, and the Hawkman's having a huge car show on October 14th, and you guys are more than welcome to be invited, and Mike Quincy's going to be there. Oh. oh, that's cool. There you go. All right, well, there you go. That'll be a good event. Where's it going to be? It's going to be at the parking lot of McDonald's on Saturday, October 14th, from 10.30 a.m. until early afternoon. So. Where McDonald's? There, McDonald's. Yeah, there you go. All right. Oh, oh, one more thing. How's the astronaut ice cream? I ate it all. I ate all of it. Ate I didn't all- even videotape it. I have to do it again if you want me to make a video out of it. It was really good. Dude, you know this? Dude, you know each piece has like thirty grams of sugar in it, right? Yeah, that's all right. I'm uh, I'm, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a expert diabetic. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't need to feel all those fingers I, and toes. I didn't eat it all at once. It was like over several days. I ate it all. Well, I ate all mine at once, but and and, and look at nothing bad's ever happened to you. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't even need my lip noodle legs so they can cut them off all they want, you know? 
All right, Hawk, All right, man. Buddy. We gotta we gotta pick up some other phone calls here, but uh, yeah, that that sounds like a great event. All right, thank thank you, guys. No All problem, right, buddy. there you go. Uh, let's see here, uh, Rock One Hundred Two. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Andrew from Springfield. What's up, Andrew? Hey, how's it going? Uh, I love you guys. Uh, my seek button on my radio's busted, so I literally can't change the channel. Good, but uh, I love listening to you guys, and uh, I just wanted to tell you a joke. Okay, keep it clean. <laughs> yep. All right, I'll try. Uh, it's got male genitalia in it, but... Oh, okay. Well, All right. Uh, is it clean male genitalia? Yes. Yes, it is. All right, okay. good. All right. All right, did you hear the one about the guy who dunked his testicles in glitter? No. It's pretty nuts, isn't it? Oh, I, uh, pretty nuts. Pretty see, nuts. Yeah. There you go. Oh, All right. Very, very good. Very good. Yeah, not Thank too you, bad. I hope your bad. seek button doesn't uh, get fixed. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hello. All right. Very good. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hi. How you doing? I have a question for both of you guys. Sure. Uh, right. I've seen both of you out in the wild, uh, just around. What is like? Do we come up and say hello? Do we leave you alone? I mean, it's light stalking at best. You can like, say hello. Uh, what do we? You can always yeah. just come yeah, so... up and you, you, you at least say hello. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't okay. have to. You gotta say hello. Yeah. <laughs> You can say hello. The other guy was not big on it at all, so I didn't know what you guys like protocol was. Well, you're gonna you're gonna find this hard to imagine. Uh, just you know, wrap your head around this for just a second if you can. <laughs> Steve and I, okay, and we've been working for with each other for a long, long time, so I can vouch for this. Steve and I are human beings. Stop it. Yeah, I know. Stop I, it. It, really? When I tell people that, they hardly believe it, but it's absolutely true. If you have the ability and the wherewithal to speak to other human beings, then you should have the ability and wherewithal to speak to Steve and I at any given time. Oh, well, very nice. Yeah. Thank the, you very much. I'll, I'll tell you something. It, it just follow etiquette. If I got a mouthful of food, don't come over and bother me while I'm eating dinner. That's a, that's a fair rule. Yeah. I mean, if Steve is macking on the honeys, you don't come up to him the, that and, way either. And I, I've told the story before. There was years ago when I had my, my kid, and my kid was having a temper tantrum. Like this why bang out <laughs> temper tantrum in the middle of Walmart, and I'm trying to arm carrier on the side and shove her in the back of the car because she's kicking and screaming the whole time because I wouldn't buy her a pack of gum. And some guy was, like, coming over. He's like, is that guy really a jerk in real life that you work with? <laughs> and he kept asking me questions. I'm like, dude, I'm dealing with something here. I don't... <laughs> yes. I said, actually, if you want to see the way I deal with the guy I work with, this is what it looks like right now. <laughs> All right, so well, now, thank you very much. You're, you're very welcome. welcome. Thanks for the call. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Mike Jones. Ah, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? This is Bill from Springfield. Good morning, Stephen Beck. How good, are you Good today? morning. Good, Bill. What's up? I just wanted to give a shout-out to you guys. You guys are still doing a great job and everything. And, Bax, i got to ask you this. What is going on with the Green Bay Packers? Dude, you know what? Uh, like so many other teams, you can't win them all. And even though, even though they are loaded with heartbreak and sadness from time to time, they are still my team. Yep, you are absolutely correct, and that was the correct answer that I was looking that, for. That there was you an, go. That was an unconvincing Lombardi. Uh, that, that may very well be true, but I'll, but, but I got some lovely parting gifts and the home game. Yeah. So there you go. I told you, Vince Lombardi exactly. taught at my mother's exactly. high school. Yeah. All right. And. And, Steve, I wanted to let you know that I did go to that tater top place 
Yeah. And they were delicious, but I didn't get a chance to drop it on the floor. Well, you, you missed out. <laughs> you missed out on I all the flavors. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, it's like Skittles. Taste the rainbow fruit flavors. Taste the oddities See? of the Big E. <laughs> there you go. But you guys keep up the good work. Steve, keep up the good work on that Kardashian this morning. That was excellent. I laughed so hard. That, that was. was I, mean, I, I will uh, fully admit that was a listener submission. That's all right. He uh, s- sends me stuff once in a while, and he uh, he comes up with some pretty good stuff. Well, you guys have a great morning. Thank you very much. Keep up the good work. And, all right. Uh, we'll see you at the, uh, your Thanksgiving uh, uh Thing there at the uh, Mohegan Sun. There. I mean, uh, MGM. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mohegan. MGM. MGM. <laughs> Mayflower Marathon. Mohegan Sun. All right. Thank you All very right, much. Guys, thank you, Greg. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hello. This is Dick Dog Williams. Uh, okay. I don't. What? I have no idea. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hello. Hello. This is Albert the Plumber. Who? How's it going? Okay, we're good. What's up? Not bad. How's it going? Am I on Open Line Friday? You are live on the air, sir. Oh, how's it going, boys? I've been listening to you guys for so long. I'm just letting you guys know how much we all appreciate you, and we love you guys. All right, well, thank you very much. We appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Rock Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Wendy calling. Hey, Wendy, what's up? I just wanted to let people know that out here at Cooley Dickinson in Northampton, we are picketing today. We are picketing for a livable wage and safer staffing. From who? Cooley Dickinson. Cooley Dickinson. Dickinson. Okay, gotcha. They're having a big run. What time does that start? It's 11.30 to 1.30, and we are now known as Mass General Brigham Cooley Dickinson. All right. All right. right. Well, Well, good luck. Good luck on your thing, and go Norma. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> Rock102, good morning. Is this? Mike Jones, got you again. Uh, Rock102, good morning. Is this? Hey, what's up, guys? I got a joke for you. All right, All let right. it rip. Would you rather eat a baby goat or a matter baby? A what? A baby goat, goat or a matter baby? I don't know. Yeah. Ah, you ruined it. I, I, what, what was I supposed to say? Supposed to say, "What's the matter, baby?" Okay. All right. Let's try this again. Okay, let's, let's do this again. again. Okay. All right. We'll try this right. comedic okay. timing. Okay. Thing. Try go ahead, and go ahead. Ask Give the, the setup. All right. All right. Would you rather eat a baby goat or a matter baby? What's the matter, baby? Nothing, sugar. What's wrong with you? Ah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> that was worth the wait. That was totally yeah, worth it. Reset up a uh, okay. whole joke and everything. Uh, Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Is this? This is Lisa. Hi, Lisa. What's up? Um, nothing. Never mind. Never mind. Thank what, you. What? 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 Hey, what? Hey, what? Leaving us? What? Oh, she hung up. Oh, I had a joke. You do? Oh, you have a joke. Okay, All right, don't go be ahead, afraid. Lisa. What's up? Why doesn't a witch wear underwear? Why doesn't a witch wear underwear? Yep. To get a better grip on her broomstick. Oh. Oh, you know why? Uh, do you know why uh, witches can't get pregnant? Why? Because their husbands have Halloweenies. Okay. <laughs> All right. Have a good day, guys. All okay. Right. See, I thought it was because their husbands had crystal balls. Oh! Oh! Um, Rock One O. Oh, that's not good. Uh, Rock One O Two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, 
Hey, it's Joey from Holyoke. Yo, Joey from Holyoke. What's, What's up, up, Joey? What's up? Hey, I want to give a shout-out to the guys up at the Florence Casket Company. All right, Joey, all, all your friends over at the Florence Casting hey, Company. Yo, that's what's what I'm up? Talking about, huh? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking casket. about. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> all right, let's get all the shout outs for all the guys let's in the company. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do this, Joey Bonfuco. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. There you go. All right, let's uh, take uh, one more here. Rock 102. <laughs> Good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Big Al from Agawam. Hey, Big Al. What's up? I got through, no problem. That's what I wanted to do was call. I got through, no problem. All the other people couldn't get through. (laughs) 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 So what's up, Big Al? So they're a bunch of crybabies is what you're saying. That's what I wanted to say. I just wanted to call see if I got in. I got in in two seconds. Perfect. Other than the uh, the strike going on up at Cooley Dick, does anybody have any useful information? What's going on here? Have a good weekend. All you right, too. you too. All right. I don't know. I don't know what's going on here today. Yeah. It's all right. You know what? The end of the week. It's a three-day weekend for I'm, some people. Yeah, I'm off on Monday. I'm not. Oh, man, I can't wait. <laughs> Anyhow, it's 824. You know what? I'll replay this entire bit Monday morning. Is there nothing else you can play? <laughs> no, there isn't. There is. There's nothing else. It's 824, Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. Equal housing lender. It's 827 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Dan Brown can finally give you the forecast. Oh, he can? Uh, yeah, mm, if okay. you have access that's, that's, to that. Uh, uh, yeah, well, well, in fact, I, uh, I do. Thank okay. Uh, hey, next week on the show, this is uh, very exciting. Uh, I'm not going to be here on Monday because it's, uh, it's Columbus Day, and I like to uh, celebrate... Uh, indigenous peoples uh, throughout the uh, the course of this great country's history. But I will be here on Monday. Uh, yes, you will be. Yeah, and, by uh, myself. Uh, Marty's not coming in. It's not uh, going to be one of those things. Yeah, because he and I will be celebrating indigenous people uh, together. By the way, uh, speaking of which, next week we're going to be talking to a uh, documentarian, uh, Ken Burns. He's got a brand new documentary out. Ken Burns. Ken Bur- it's a great John Houseman name. It Ken is Burns. It's a great John Houseman name. Anyway, he's got a brand new documentary that's uh, that's coming out. It's a really interesting one about the American buffalo. And, uh, in fact, uh, the title is called The American Buffalo. It's a documentary about buffaloes and uh, how the slaughter of those beautiful animals uh, decimated tribes all across uh, this country. Yes, but then we were able to come up with sauces to enjoy them, like... uh, That tasted very good on chicken wings. Garlic parmesan. uh, Yeah. No, buffalo wings. They they, they cut the wings off the buffalo, and then they... uh, That's how the first chicken wing uh, came along? No, no. Actually, buffaloes do not have wings. They are not an airborne mammal. Uh, Have you been to Buffalo Wild Wings? It's a flying buffalo. That is a fictional fabrication of a buffalo. The buffalo did not have wings. Are you sure about that? Yes. They're called buffalo wings because they were invented in Buffalo, New York. Oh. You see? Yeah. And we're learning something new every day here, aren't we? Yeah. We really are. So, uh, yeah, Ken Burns next week. That'll be uh, really interesting. That'll be Always fascinating stuff. Uh, It's 829, and we got news next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News. 832 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. Here's local radio icon is Steve Nagel. Yeah, I'm just going to – I give up. I'm just uh, – I'm calling it in now for the day. 
Just what? tried to open up my uh, Internet Explorer, and it's uh, I can't even like scroll the screen because it's stuck. Huh. <laughs> What's that all about? I don't know. We uh, we haven't upgraded from Windows ninety five yet, so. Uh... <laughs> well, you know, we can always just talk about uh, you know whatever's going on. You know, just uh, you know, just two dudes uh, you know, shooting the bull. You know, we go through all these training videos and all this stuff ever once a month at least. For yeah, the, for the IT department and the IT, the corporate IT department sends out these things. Make sure you take these quizzes and make sure you answer the questions because we'll be on the up and up. Listen, if somebody tried to break through the security wall, they'd be like, eh, this is taking too long. I can't I can't be bothered with this. <laughs> We're moving on to a different company that has faster internet. You know, uh, every now and then I have to download a file. Yeah. And when I mean every now and then, I mean like every single morning I have to download a yeah. file or two. And uh, so I have to go on my, my company email to do it. Yeah. So imagine, if you will, uh, I click on the icon uh, for the company email, uh, it takes on average seven minutes not to download, just to load up. The just email. to load up the email. I, it takes another yeah. three or four minutes to download. Like the download is actually the easy part. The loading up of the program is the thing that takes the time and effort. The thing is, nobody has an answer to why this is happening. There's, like, theories, but nobody has, like, a hard answer. Well, the, the latest theory, yeah, and there's probably some truth to this, is we have so many different security filters on the entire that computer system that it slows it mm -hmm. down to, uh, to dial-up speeds. And I'm talking about early dial-up. I'm not even talking about the, the 54... Yeah, not, 54 the, not even baud. the AOL... Yeah. No, ding, 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 ding. I'm I'm talking about like the early CompuServe type of uh, the, you know prodigy you know those kinds of uh, services. That was my uh, foreign language class in uh, college. I took how to speak modem. Yeah, honestly, that's. You know, we got a new IT guy this week. We did. Yeah, and uh, you know. You, first day in the job the last thing i want to do is like uh, say hey i know you've been here for all of 10 minutes but can you fix our entire internet system to yeah. work uh, in, in to work uh, to somewhat like you know let me 2004 levels you know the, the funny thing is he he we didn't even know he was coming in here and there was a guy outside the door the other day at 7 30 in the morning and i'm like can i help you and he's like yeah i'm the new it guy and i'm like that's great that everybody informed us that you were going to be here. <laughs> now, I just took his word for it and let him in the lobby, and yeah. it turns out he actually was the IT guy, but uh, I told the boss, and I'm like, I hope he's the IT guy because I just let him in the office. Hope you're, hope you're not l wanting to let anybody rifle through any private information. Well, the poor guy's got his work cut out for him because uh, yeah. we're, we're dealing with some pretty – some pretty brutal situations right now. All right, here we go. You ready? Oh, you, you've loaded up? I've got something. Oh, fantastic. The uh, fourth trial of the Cara Rintala ended... Uh, the fourth trial of Cara Rintala ended with a unanimous guilty verdict from a Hampshire County jury who found that she killed her wife, Anna Marie Cochran Rintala, in their home in Granby 13 years ago. The 57-year-old Rintala faced a single count of murder during a two-week trial that began on September 13th. 
Jurors began deliberations last week, but after two jurors were dismissed on Monday and deliberations restarted on Tuesday, a verdict came on Thursday afternoon. Rentala stared in disbelief during the reading of the verdict and court officers handcuffed her when Judge Francis Flannery ordered Rentala's bail revoked following her conviction. She repeatedly asked why, softly, as jurors made their way out of the courtroom. Why? Why did you put all the evidence together and convict me? <laughs> I don't understand. What happened to all the reasonable doubt we were supposed to build? What did I do wrong? Uh, we are pleased that the jury reached a verdict and that they reaffirmed the fact that Cara Rental is responsible for her wife's death. That's according to First Assistant uh, uh, District Attorney Stephen Gagne, a prosecutor in the Northwestern DA's office. We hope today's verdict will br- brings a measure of justice and closure to Anna Marie's family, who have been patiently waiting for this day for many, many years. Uh, Rentala is represented by attorneys Rosemary Chapiccio, Chauncey Wood, and Melissa Ramos, who argued during the trial that the investigation was narrowly focused and did not strongly consider key people of interest. Well, um, you know, that uh, that may or may not be true, but, uh, you know, a lot of evidence points directly to her. Well, uh... I guess you'll do anything you need to do to say, I don't want to go to jail and I don't want to get convicted. So, yeah. oh, no, somebody else did it. This is the fourth trial, though, man. That's uh, that's an awful lot of work. You that's wanna, an awful lot of trial. Would you like to do uh, dumb stuff for the rest of the uh, news time that we have here? We only have about five more minutes here. Steve, at this point in the day, that's all I want to do. All right. Uh, well, we're going to do... Uh, You've never heard of this unless you're from a very specific part of western Pennsylvania, but would you give it a go? Something called Altoona-style pizza. Do you know what that is? I don't. It's making the rounds online. Its namesake is the city of Altoona, about two hours east of Pittsburgh. So uh, what is it? It's a slice of thick Sicilian-style pizza with green peppers and salami instead of pepperoni. Okay. But the salami isn't why it's going viral. The divining characteristic... A slice of American cheese on top. Eh, I ruined that. Ruins it. That yeah. Totally ruins I mean, is, it, is there other cheese on top of this, or, I, or no, no? It's just a slice of American cheese on top of this thing. No mozzarella at all. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, listen, I like all kinds of melty cheeses and stuff. Yeah. But you know, an American's great, like in a on a hamburger. Or uh, you are the grilled cheese, but on pizza, I need something different. A place called the Altoona Hotel started selling it around the 1960s. The original recipe used Velveeta, but now Kraft singles are acceptable. A writer for Takeout.com did a a big story on it called Confoundingly Delicious. Quote, American cheese on pizza works. It's odd and it's ugly, but it's undeniably magnificent. Hmm. I don't think I would do that. I don't think that's my uh, that's my jam. I mean, it's like cheese bread. It's like uh, you know, we I grew up in the eighties, and uh, you know, my dad had gotten laid off, <clears throat> so uh, you know, trying to feed five kids, you didn't have a lot of money to do that. Sure, we but we would take ragu, and we would take a slice of white bread, and you pour a little ragu on it, mm-hmm. and you put a slice of American cheese on it, and you put it in the microwave for thirty seconds, and boom, you got yourself a little mini pizza. You didn't really complain about it because it was food. It's all you had. Now that I'm, uh, you know, an adult and I get to at least pick and choose some of my meals, I wouldn't go for this. I don't think I would go for that. No, that, that's something I would do at home. I'd show my kids how to make that. 
I, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a like a traditional pizza guy. Yeah, you know, I, I don't have a lot of rules on pizza. Yeah, I mean, if if I had to have pineapple on a pizza, yeah, I've had it before. It wasn't awful, but it would not be something I would order. It wouldn't be something I would do. We were having a discussion yesterday <clears throat> about, uh, I don't think this was on the air. I think this was last night, actually, about pizza places who close on Sunday. I won't name specifically who they are. But you know who they are. But Sundays, you're closing on Sundays? That's football day. That's yeah. The, that's the day that people would want pizza and wings. Why wouldn't you be open on a Sunday? I, you know, I'm kind of of the belief that, you know, and, and listen, I, I, I know it's a business. And I know you got to staff it and all that other stuff, but I'm kind of the, the, of the belief that pizza is the kind of food I could eat nearly every day and to have you shut down on the day when I need it the most. Well, that's very disappointing. Yeah. That's Especially if you're a, a pizza place that I frequent that I really love. You know, uh, who did a, a great job of being open late. Ooh. Is uh, Peppa's when they when they opened up that second shop over there, in, the one by uh, by Winnick by Winnick. Yeah, you can get pizza at like two o'clock in the morning in there. It's all sliced. It's, you know, yep. you get slices heated up, but that's a perfect thing. You get all the drunk college kids coming out of there out of the bar at uh, two a.m. Yeah, why not grab a slice on the way home? That's genius. That's but that you have to do that. I don't understand why more places don't offer food. If you're a very busy bar. You should be offering some, at least have a food truck outside as somebody that wants to sell um, hot dogs or something because you're talking about drunks who are going to go, you know, uh, maybe lighten up the load a little bit before they get in the car and drive home. There have been many, many times in my life where I have been in a bar and then left the bar and then f- discovered or you know, that I was very, very hungry. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I always loved like that all night breakfast place. Like a Denny's? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on a, in a pinch, if you're driving past the Denny's, you're like, oh, my God, what I wouldn't do for a gigantic Grand. stack of waffles. Or Grand Slam. Or a Moon's Over My Hammy. Y- see? Yeah. You know, at 3 o'clock in the morning, that's you know, that's kind of what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't want anything else. I want a platter of eggs to be shoved into my chow pipe. That's, that's, I need that. I want a dozen eggs and a pound of bacon right down the slop hole. I'll have the bacon tartare, please. Uh, yeah, the bacon tartare. I like that. That's a that's a good one. That's a that's 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 the new thing we have back here. And make it floppy. Um, but yeah, I uh, I don't know the the pizza with the American cheese. Yeah, that's not that's not a thing, man. Uh, you're hey, look, it brought us right to eight forty three. And here you are thinking that you didn't have enough uh nonsense to talk about for a full fifteen minutes. You know, it's like Friday. It's like. Friday, it's payday. We're throwing in the towel. I know. It's like, come on now. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, rainy with a high of 69. Giggity tomorrow, rainy with a high of 67. It's 62 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. You want a nice lawn next summer? You got to get on it. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 851 in ZZ Top with Bax and Nagle and Rock 102. It is going to be rainy eventually today with a high of 69 tomorrow. Uh, rainy with a high of 67. 62 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102's Pro Picks pool is underway at rock102.com. It's your call football. Weekly winner score a $50 gift ticket to uh, Geo's Pizzeria in Hampton. Pizza the way you like it. And over the uh, overall season winner gets a $500 cash card. Courtesy of Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics. So check your stats, go your gut, and play Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool from Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics, Rock 102, and Springfield's Classic Rock. 
So, uh, do you want to talk about what you're doing this weekend? Or uh, well, let's see. Uh, I was supposed to be hosting Oktoberfest uh, yeah. tonight, but of course, uh, that has been uh, postponed. And I just, um, I just want to make sure I got the uh, this right because I, I don't want to, I don't want to mess this up. Uh, it's my understanding that it has now been rescheduled for Friday, November third, oh, Oktoberfest. Okay, November third. That's what I meant. Okay. Yeah. Not October 3rd. November 3rd. November 3rd. Right. Yeah. And uh, I've been asked if I'll, uh, if I'd be available to, uh, to MC the tapping in the keg. You going to do that? I- I'll make myself available. I- I'll clear away How my you very busy schedule. What? That's all your good time buddies down there. Listen, I love that place. I love, uh, I love hanging down there. I love Oktoberfest or like uh, Mayfest too, but uh, Oktoberfest is a lot of, a lot of laughs. And so, uh, yeah, I'll be there MCing the tapping in the keg. All right, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and then uh, after that, uh, I don't know. I really don't know what I'm doing. I'm doing a comedy show Sunday with Marty at uh, Ciro's downtown Springfield. Forty-five bucks for a great Italian dinner and a show. Yeah, sounds and, uh, sounds, uh, sounds tempting. Get yourself some Italian food. Hey, oh, hey, oh. <laughs> I like talking like that. I know, even reason. though there's, the, know. there's no Italian in you whatsoever. Well, no, it's like it's like obviously the stereotypical. Uh, you know, that's a stereotype. Somebody, sure. somebody who's Italian talks but, like but that. But do you want to uh, you know, dive into a stereotype just two or three days before you're going to to a place that may have people who may have similar uh, you know things uh, I, associated I, with that stereotype. I think they have a great sense of humor down there and I think uh, they'll be welcome to. Yeah. It's not uh-huh. like I'm saying anything horrible about them. I'm just I, I just like the way uh, I like different uh, It's a dialect. A dialect. Yeah, I like it's different like, it's dialects. Like the cadence of their of their uh, presentation. There was a there was a, a truck driver that I ran into years ago when I worked at the uh, the Choo Choo's and he uh, he had this like stereotypical like cartoon italian voice Mm -hmm. and it was just like it was just like what's going on here this is like bizarre i feel like i'm on the flintstones yeah hey where can i find the nearest stop to get this drug going Like it was like yeah. I just thought that was a cartoon voice. I didn't think anybody yeah. actually talked like that. Oh, my name is Ronaldo, and we kind of can't come down here with the truck drivers. All right. <laughs> you know, uh, a lot of members of my uh, my of my family uh, have these really thick New England accents. Yeah. Like wicked thick, like yeah. super, super like thick. Like Tommy from Dorchester. Like Tommy yeah, from Dorchester, yeah. or uh, you know, I got a whole bag of quarters so I can go to the convenience store. Yeah, so I yeah. go, I'm gonna go to Star Market with a whole bunch of uh, quarters. Our voice guy's got that. He's got that. He does. That Eastern accent. He does. Kind of thing. And like one time, I uh, I was uh, I was back home. I think we were at the at a. Oh yeah, we were at a uh, we we're at a funeral, and my my cousin uh, you know wanted to introduce. Her uh, her new husband, and yeah. she says, "I want to introduce my husband Tony to Yuz," and I'm thinking, "It's so good to be home, <laughs> Yuz." Yeah, I want to uh, introduce you all. To this the is way Tony. I, I want to introduce you to Yuz. Let me ask you a question, okay? <laughs> what you guys up to today? I am Tony. Uh, what my wife says, you're wicked smart. Yeah, you say you're wicked smart. You went to college. You I, went to college, I, right? I just watched uh, again because I, 
I, I watched that whole Johnny Depp uh, thing a couple of months ago. Yeah. And then like and then I wanted to watch a Johnny Depp movie, so I went with Black Mass. Again, I'd seen it already, but it was but the whole movie is just oh, I know. that. It's cuz it's all about Boston and everything like that. And they all act like this. You're going to get a shiv to the kidney there, pal, if you don't like sweeten up in the deal. You know what I'm talking about? Right, but think about people from like the Midwest. Oh, I know. Like it up up in up in upstate New York, it had more like that's where it kind of starts before it heads out to Chicago because they talk like this all the time. <laughs> Why you going to the pancake breakfast at the fire barn on Sunday there? Huh? And then the North Syracuse Italians, mm-hmm. they talk like this all the time. Oh, hey, bocce balls, yeah. Listen, uh, I know you were a fan of the TV show uh, Fargo. Yeah. That, that accent exists all over the yes, Great Lakes. I, I know it does. And Minnesota, that, but, but, Wisconsin, the Dakotas, it's all over there. But I think it starts in that upstate New York area because it's very similar. It's not exactly the same, but it's very similar. Yeah. It's weird how dialects change across the country. Actually, I think dialects are. are one of those things that's kind of dying off, and I think you have TV to blame for it. Because they're because there's a there because all of the regional dialects that that exist you're finding less and less of them. Like in Western Mass, you don't have a particular dialect. No, but you, you really don't. But no, but you can pick up some of the Eastern Mass stuff here and there. I say it. I say yesterday all the time. I don't yeah. know why I say that. But I think things are becoming you know slightly more homogenized when it comes to to dialects. I mean, you still yeah. have some in the South. You still have some in other pockets of of the country, but. Those dialects are not as strong as they used to be because I think we're so connected to other forms of media that we, like when I was a kid, uh, you know, I watched TV all the time and I realized, you know what, so many people around me sound like absolute idiots. <laughs> Don't that, that, that that's so, actually a good question. Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't notice the New Jersey accent. I was a kid. I was born in yeah. New Jersey. Probably lived there until I was about eleven or twelve years old. Then we moved to upstate New York. Well, everybody from upstate New York, like, why do you say washing machine and Washington D.C.? You know, because yeah. that's what you pick up. You don't realize that you're talking like that. No, because it's because you're that's surrounded part, by right. It. You're and interestingly enough, if you have someone who moves to another part of the country, yeah, they start to pick up that dialect. Yeah, like it, I mean, it really does tend to. So my, my it, it's it, you're, it's all environmental. My sister's been living down in Atlanta for probably a, a twenty five years or more. Yeah, and you can pick it up a little bit, like the southern kind of thing. Because if you again, if you like you said, if you surround yourself with a bunch of people, yeah, it's not so much down there though, because that is one of those huge metro areas where people are from all over the country. I mean, yeah, you go twenty miles outside the city of Atlanta, you're gonna 30, hear it deep. You're definitely gonna hear the deep south. But for the most part, in that area, it's, she says y'all sometimes. Yeah, see, that's y'all. y'all. having a good time? But in my family, yeah. it's yuz. Yuz, which is doings. <laughs> my, my, my mother used to say- I, I want to send some cards to yuz. Yeah, my mother used to say idea for instead of idea. Sure. That's a great idea. What, what are you talking about? Why yeah. are you saying it that way? Because it just, it's, just it's the regional dialect. Actually, that, one's, that one hits a lot of them. Well, ideas. That's in a lot of the different dialects. Idea is one. Yeah, of them. that's it's. it's what true. about Washington D.C.? I'm gonna go do the wash. Wash. Yeah. You got a quarter for the washing machine. Yeah. That's America for you, man. Well, 
I am glad we had this conversation. We had this sociological conversation, deep yeah. sociological conversation. I with, thought it was good for us to with, talk about this to you. With no wrap-up to it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. The wrap-up is it's 8.59 yeah, on Rock yeah. 102.